I don't know which party my wife belongs to, but uh, she belongs to my kitchen and my living room and the other room. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Other Room with me, Abby and Kiss. Hi Kiss, how are you doing? Hi Abby, I'm well and you? I'm okay. Why Why have you suddenly changed your voice? <laughs> really? <laughs> you guys were talking earlier and Kiss is now suddenly sounding all proper like, Hi Abby, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright, alright, I dig it. Okay, our icebreaker for today, what's brought you joy over the past couple of weeks? Dun, dun. Okay, don't overthink it, it could have been anything small, like seeing a butterfly. <laughs> oh, no, for me, it would just have to be today's brunch, really, just meeting with people, mm-hmm. <laughs> like seeing people after a while, I haven't seen, I met with B, I haven't seen her in the longest time, she's just back, so yeah. And Wait, he a was a former host, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we should have right. a Right, we should do that. Yeah. A B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was really good. I mean, just having a good time. Drinking. Day drinking. <laughs> What's better than day drinking? <laughs> good conversations, good good food. <laughs> And yeah, I'm still buzzing from that, so That's yeah. nice. What about you? Okay. Um, what brought me joy? I would say I kind of made a friend, well, not friend, okay. but an acquaintance in my building when I moved. Um, but life and shit happening, we never really hung out. Um, and I randomly ran into her on Thursday. And Thurs- no, was it? no, it wasn't Wednesday. And it was really sunny. It was like 28 degrees. It's not been this hot in a long ass time so it was like everyone was happy and it was just exciting to be warm and then I ran into her and we had a lovely chat with um they were giving us free ice lollies at the building so <laughs> we got free ice lollies um, as well and we just <laughs> had a lovely chat and yeah that was for some reason really nice and brought me joy because I yeah. felt like oh like it was nice to bond with someone after a long while so yeah yeah that happened it's just a little thing right I mean, you saying this made me think of like you guys holding hands, skipping <laughs> in the park. In the Almost. Because <laughs> we actually went on a walk the next day after work. Um, okay. But we didn't hold hands, but we took a long walk, like an hour long and just chatting. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And yeah. next day is for me to teach her how to cook jollof. So. Oh, okay. Is she, is she African? <laughs> She's uh, Surinamese. Okay. But she's dating someone who's Ghanaian, so... Okay, so she wants to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. I was like, I might twist my recipe small so I don't give her the full secret. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to what's popping. Should we start with the most exciting one first? <laughs> uh, we have Distraction of Dreams, which I go with because well that's what it seems like um there was a false report made on peace fm uh a week ago or so about some store or something like that being built somewhere which was incorrect it was actually a skate a skating park that was being constructed um by a team of people who have got uh, a permit to do this but then based on the false reports some other guys came over and destroyed everything without even checking the permits or anything which was 
very frustrating and disturbing to see um my question here is like are there any first off like are there any ways we could hold the public or someone could hold pcfm accountable for this because why would you do this like can we hold them responsible in some way (laughs) are they going to pay back for it what does the media association is it ghana media um like yeah what do they have against false reporting and stuff like that like what's going to happen here i wish i knew i haven't actually looked into their rules and stuff to know what it is but knowing where we are and how things work it's not going to happen so we always find these assemblies and stuff going around destroying properties and that's mostly after people have made noise about it so their job is to provide permits so they're supposed to look at the land or wherever you're going to do some sort of development assess it provide you the necessary permits give you the necessary instructions and stuff like that and make sure that it's according to the the town's planning or the district's planning and it's according to it's in accordance with the country's uh, regulations and all of that they're supposed to do that but they don't do that because hey who wants to work right <laughs> so they'll say they collect the money and then they'll just be there until someone makes noise and then like hey this person didn't get a permit this person didn't do this this person didn't do the right thing yeah. so we're going to destroy it and then boom they destroy it and that's how come people can just get up and just destroy people's property which is wrong and i mean if you're going to destroy someone's property you should check the permit because most likely they have it and if they don't then it's like yeah we understand that you can destroy it but i mean but then for peace yeah. fm i don't think anybody's going to hold anybody accountable for it mm-hmm. i don't they're just going to get away with it unfortunately which is really sad mm-hmm. that's a shame yeah and i'm like our own system is always pulling us down because obviously verification if you don't trust that their uh, paper they have or whatever is actually legit then that's an issue because that means you need proper systems in place that you could actually be sure that what you're seeing is correct and that this is an actual permit they have to put up their whatever their park you know like in an ideal world you would expect (laughs) them to maybe have it digitized some way somehow Mm -hmm. they see the permits they put in a number or something they actually see the details they leave that's it it's a civil exchange and that's it but then these people are just so aggressive and angry about i'm like why you can't fathom the thought of someone developing something for pleasure for recreation it's so sad like yeah i don't know it's because they can't benefit from it they would want their person to be sitting there collecting money to use this, the park to exploit people like you know and they, they don't understand why they can't get money from it so then they have to destroy it i think the issue also is recently the newly mm-hmm. developed or commissioned um Pukwasi interchange i think there were also some reports of people i think somebody was pounding fufu under one of the interchange i think they had opened mm-hmm. a chop out something I like that it. yeah and um, <laughs> people doing things so it's like oh we are trying to be so I think it was in that same spirit where that that's still quite fresh and it's like, oh, something's happening here. Let's go and destroy it so that we say that we've done something, you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, check it out. The person is pounding people. Are they pounding people to sell? I mean, like, first of all, why they, do they live there? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know. they are servicing a need, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you have to check it. <laughs> but no, but my thing is me, I'm always like down for the people who do this because it's frustrating. You 
you you make these constructions and infrastructure and everything, but then you don't really make it in such a way that it's accessible and also functional in general for the whole society. And so then people will find means and ways to like survive within it and be providing services alongside. And then you come and say, no, you can't be here. So where should I go? How should I live? Me, me and Nancy see like, <laughs> if you don't give yeah. it to me, what should I do? I have to improvise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's frustrating overall. Yeah. Terrible. Let's go on to our next um, what's popping topic before we make this Sizzla. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you've been on the interwebs, you've probably seen um, Tony Tones on Twitter tweeting nuggets for life, and um, who else is on it? Benicia Boateng, who is a makeup artist, UK Ghanaian makeup artist. Um, Tony's brother is on there with his wife and a few other people. So they've come together for this reality show, I should say. A reality show, kind of like yeah, real housewife type, but British, black British celeb vibes. And yeah, it launched recently. Oh yeah, it's also got copy in there. Yeah, copy. Yes, have you seen anything about this show? What's it called? The High Life Black <laughs> For high life. <laughs> have you seen it? I haven't seen it, unfortunately. I don't think we have access to it here. I'm hoping that somehow we'll get it. She said but, VPN, right? Yeah, that's that's a long process, man. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> okay, so I see step across the pond. I don't think I can get it. So I'm like, yeah. Oh gosh, I've seen a few tweets. People were saying, oh, it was good. They liked it. They liked the idea of um a black british show which i like too some people called it the black west uh-huh. african show or something like that which i mean i guess most of them are west africans except for camille who is um, jamaican but married to i guess a west african so yeah i've seen two like short clips i saw one of tommy who is tony's brother <laughs> the names are so close i think he just got married so i guess during shooting they were planning his wedding and he was talking to his parents so i think uh, the whole thing is very family based they were talking to his parents, talking about their wedding and his guests. And I think he wanted like a small wedding, like 50 guests or something. The parents were like, that's not possible. Our family is more than that. And I'm like, well, that's typical African, no matter where you are. <laughs> the wedding has to be big, you yeah. know. There was another person, Irene. I don't know exactly what she does. I think she's like a media personality slash producer or something like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. she is also Nigerian or Nigerian British. But she was also talking with her mom and her sister in some restaurant. Well her mom was telling her about time to get married or to start looking and to get married because you're of some age and stuff like that. And I was just like, hey, so <laughs> these things will follow you to hey, their abroad. Like <laughs> you can't even win. I'm sure she was even born there and they are still chasing her mother said her mom used to do that was getting her ready at her age or something like that so by now she should also be ready and then the girl dropped this bombshell she's like i'm, I'm thinking of freezing my eggs and mother said what eggs where are you freezing them <laughs> and that was so funny to me i was just like oh my god and i mean you can tell that the mom has been abroad for a while i don't know if she was born there but i mean she's been there for a while and like the way she's reacting to these things is like you can take the african out of Africa, <laughs> but you can't take Africa out of the African. Never. <laughs> like, we we are still sticking to our ways. Like, I mean, why are you still pressurizing someone to be getting married uh, because she's of some age? And, you know, I mean, in this day and age, where she's not even staying in Nigeria, she's staying in the UK. Like, I mean, but it's interesting mm-hmm. to see. I thought it was going to be more like, oh, look at us, we're the rich kids, so 
UK from West Africa, you know, that kind of thing. But I guess it's more like family based yeah. and like real life things. So it's interesting to see how it is. But <laughs> but they're still the rich kids though. Oh yeah, yeah. they still they still are the rich kids. <laughs> I mean Copy is out here saying that she told her dad that she no longer needs his money, so because she's going to do copycats. <laughs> copycats. Please watch out for um, um copies. What's yes. it? Um, jewelry line. Long copycats. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't. You should go and see the um, yeah. promo video she made for it with her sisters <laughs> on her Instagram. <laughs> It's an all pink affair. Moving on <laughs> to the next segment. <laughs> so for our Sizzler today, there were reports recently during the week about the rising case of teenage pregnancies in Ghana. And I think between uh, 2016 and 2020, there's been like a really massive increase. This is a breakdown on region per region. But as of now, the Ashanti region is recording 89,000 cases, which is wild. Kids between 10 to 14 years of age are being recorded as like 2,800 cases. And then between 15 and 19 years, 107,000 cases. And I'm thinking all of these are mainly minors. So what is happening here? Like, is it a crisis? It's not even is it. It's, it's a crisis. Like... Is it a state of pedophiles? What is happening? Who is protecting our girls? What is going on? Because this is alarming. Unfortunately, I have to say it's the family members that are pushing the girls to do it. And also supporting those uncles. Those... Ugh. I don't know what I just think of those men. It's so annoying to me. And it's, it's mostly people they know and people they are familiar with, you know. And so it's all those uncles who are always touching you. Hey, you are right. Hey, you are looking good. Oh, your daughter is nice. And all those things. And, you know, picking them from school and raping them, helping them out. And you think that this is the way to, they should pay for their services and stuff like that, you know. And then it's also, um, I think, I would say child marriages as well. So parents also pushing. Because, again, African parents want you to marry. As soon as 10, 18, I don't even know. This, this thing starts from like, what, age 10, which is crazy. Like, how can you see a 10-year-old and say, 10. I, I want to have, like, I don't even understand. And this is, oh, they're giving birth at 10 years. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so sad. Anyways, but yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's also very much the traditions and um, family yeah. things. And we always cover up for people because... The uncle did it, but we, we won't tell anyone that the uncle did it. So they rather go out saying that the girl is a bad girl. She likes boys or something like that, you know. And it's really unfortunate. But yeah, I think that is very much a family thing. And we need to move away from that whole, it's our culture, it's our, our traditions and stuff like that. We really need to move away from that. And unfortunately, I don't think that the, is it Dovsu in this case who would deal with this thing? Or the okay, let me just say the police service and also even the hospitals. I don't think they yeah. can really detach themselves from this whole like tradition and family um, issues and stuff like that. Which again, it's a problem. Yeah, they they like interfering yeah. in such issues with that, and I'm like, why? Your job is to be a professional. Mm-hmm. Your job is to provide like healthcare for me being assaulted, not you to tell me that. Oh, a busiasem is a family matter. No. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse. Deal with it yourself. Yeah. 
even speaking of yeah. the punitive measures like those don't work also because like you said the police also say stuff like this but then even if they will like take in the reports the time it takes to process all of these stuff going through it trying mm. to get justice is also going to be a long like bureaucratic process that's just hectic and who wants to go through yeah. that you know because you can't trust the system in the first yeah. place and you know last last mm-hmm. maybe even at some point someone will come and bribe someone and then the person will be set out on bail and you probably won't see them again so like it's just so many yep. broken parts i was just gonna say these kids are so helpless and it's like these people that take advantage of them have the power they have like yeah. you said so then they can easily just give the policeman so the policeman out and then they're gone and then this person is left with some traumatic experience for the rest of their lives and we don't even have the rights or we don't have enough systems in place to be able to like for therapy um you know sessions and stuff like that so it really is a huge problem and you know when you said people make like comments later on like yes the girls who are fast or whatever um funny enough the dce of uh bongo district i believe um <laughs> let me I'll follow the link to get the name right it's bongo dce the bongo yeah. dce okay that's correct yeah then um bongo district, yeah his comments on the rising cases of teenage pregnancy in his uh, district, his response was that there's something in the water that increases um, the sex drive of men in the region. And I'm like, first of all, that's rubbish. But secondly, even if it does increase their sex drive, why are they raping girls? Like, let's, yeah, why are they raping girls then? You don't need to rape people, if, teenagers, minors. You don't need to rape them just because you have a high sexual drive, like high sex drive. Like that is very irresponsible, and it ties in. It makes me like just upset because yeah. it ties into the whole rejection of the comprehensive sex education. Was I? <laughs> yes, yes, see. Because I'm like you're rejecting something that is beneficial to girls, most mostly, and also like boys, so they learn their boundaries and to not do certain things. But also for girls to be able to feel a bit more empowered and like to be able to assert themselves a bit more with knowledge on like what to allow what not to allow and how to actually stand their ground you know and then you take this away from them and now that the perpetrators are on the loose and yeah harming people's lives essentially your response to that is is water <laughs> they said it makes the women also very fertile so basically when the men go and rape the women and they get pregnant it's the water so it has benefited both of them I swear teenagers so right. How? right you guys have wives there are other women that you could go and have consensual sex with so why would you go no you can even just masturbate safe <laughs> even if you are horny just that is fast and you don't need to go on the hands and look for someone. It's fast. You get the urge. You do it yourself. And you're you're done. done. DIY. Literally. <laughs> but instead, you derive some weird pleasure yeah, from you see, so such examples. exerting your power over a little girl. And like, why? And the fact that it's not seen yeah. with, um, it's not attended yeah. with a sense of urgency by these leaders is very, very disturbing. I... I think uh, on news file they were talking about it, and um, the the 
minister who was speaking, I forget his name, um, mentioned something to do with like porn, porn habits, watching porn and stuff like that. I'm like, no, why is everyone's response going left, right? We've had a perfect solution presented to us to work with in tackling it because obviously everything else is lacking and every nothing is really supporting girls here like it feels like an insult yeah. to Ghanaian Ghanaian women every time like a slap to our face every time like no one really cares about us really they just leave us there and actually they keep trying to police us more and restrict what we can't can't like it's so frustrating I don't mm-hmm. get what the minister of um, gender and children yeah. and all of those people, what they are doing. Like, how is this not something they are impassioned about and, <laughs> like, aggressively addressing in parliament? Like, I don't know. It, it just feels like they're not doing enough. And it's like, yeah. you're just they're always making watching ourselves being let down constantly. The men, which is crazy. We are paying taxes yeah. too. Honestly, I think that that ministry is the worst. The Ministry of um, Women's and Children's Affairs is the worst. Like, since um, I remember us talking about Otiko Jabba, that was how many years ago? Four that years, was the beginning right? of tour. So, like, what, 2017, yeah. 2018? Yeah. And, I mean, she wasn't helping in any way. And whoever is on now, I think it's Adra Safo, if I'm not mistaken. Is also not helping. She's the one that made that comment about the LGBT something. And she was supposed to be for gender and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have a problem in this country because we have human rights advocates and stuff who are supposed to be for (laughs) being against everything. It's a problem in this country. And again, it comes to that whole religious backing, the traditional backing, and that whole like family lifestyle and stuff like that, which I mean, we need, at some point, we need to be able to mm-hmm. separate those things from such situations. But unfortunately, yeah. we can't. The water is making men sexually active. Seriously. <laughs> the DCU said that his name is Peter Ayinbisa. Ayinbisa. Yeah. Whoever you are, please, I have questions. And <laughs> no, this is not it. This is not it. No. Okay. But then also it's like, at the crux of it is the implications it has on the society as a whole, right? I feel like that's also just being overlooked because this mm-hmm. always snowballs into other stuff. It's not just you get a girl pregnant and then she has a kid and that's it, end of story. No, it's like you get her pregnant, you've disrupted her education. There was a reason why when we were younger, there was like a heavy campaign on send your girl child to school, send your boy, you know that thing? Because... They really there's an urgent need for girls yeah. to have equal opportunities yeah. as boys that we all know we are not on par with yet. No matter how much you want to argue that oh things have changed, no, it hasn't. Right. Like the reality on the ground. So mm-hmm. this then goes on, yeah. and then like they lose out on other psychosocial like um, supports. Like they don't have social security, they don't have j- job security. They're not able to save later, and then it's like the cycle just continues and continues and and it really affects everyone as a whole so it's it's really in the whole country's interest for us to address this as the crisis that it is and try to fix it asap like it's bad and we need to provide for the girls yeah, yeah. i i don't even know if we have rape kits i think i've heard of us having rape kits in this country but i don't know 
where to get them and if they are easily accessible. I'm sure you have to pay for them and all of that and how soon they would be I don't I don't know how the whole thing works out. But then again, like you said with the whole um police station, even when you go and report it, it's a whole drag. Mm-hmm. So people just don't even bother. This Bongo DC saying we need to advise the kids on being better and stuff like that it's not only the kids it's the men also raping the young girls and that is the thing they always just come back to the girls like no one's educating the um mm-hmm. the men or the guys it actually it's that's when they are young these little boys yeah. because they always ignore them and they're always on the girl you need, you need to learn how to cook mm-hmm. you need to learn how to clean you need to learn how to be a good wife you, you're always grooming the woman to be a good wife but never the man to be a good husband or a good man, uh, you know, just mm. in general. It's a one-sided thing. And then when it when they do it, you're still blaming the person who you are prepared for <laughs> to be a good person in life, I would say, versus the man that yeah. is just living freestyle, you know. We really need that education. <laughs> yeah. We really do need it, just, honestly. Yes, yes. I just thought of it recently. So I was... I don't know what came, I don't know what happened, but I was thinking of all these like um, private schools and stuff we had. So I know that we have um, Legacy Girls School, which is a private SHS. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't we have something like that for guys? Because mm-hmm. obviously when you go, they are going to, Legacy is like, it's a gehe, it's a private gehe school. And we know gehe, they are very, you know, they kind of yeah. groom girls and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, the girls are We should, have, it. We should have a session grooming. where you talk about that. <laughs> SS life. SS living. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but then it's like, I would wish that someone would also come out and have a school for guys. Because a private school for guys. Because, I mean, right now when guys go to these, um, what you call it, public schools, they are just... They're just being guys and just fooling and doing all the whole thing and you know beating themselves and i don't know what the hell they do in those schools so. <laughs> it's a jungle out there we need someone to come out with school where they are also grooming guys and to be the best mm-hmm. i think we need more of those things than now because and also even the the, pri- the public schools need to also start incorporating those things in their curriculum I think it doesn't hurt to introduce like feminist scholars into our curriculum like just as a by stuff like you could easily insert Joy James, Angela Davis books like reading literature just put it in there let the kids read mm. it they'll get it like really let's all start because well, mm. yeah. it has to start somewhere we're still reading the gods are not to blame <laughs> I mean, that's Did not a bad book, though. I'm not shitting on it. No, I didn't use that one. When I was in school, we used um, what, Grief Not oh, okay. Child or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess it changes every year or something. Yeah. But yeah, actually, when I was in primary and JHS, every single morning, our headmaster would, in assembly line, he would read Ketsi for boys and girls. Every, I think, I don't know if it was every morning, like, at least, like, once a week, he would read something from Kelsey for boys and girls which i mean that's a that's a little something you know because i don't i, I can't remember anything they, they read in that book but <laughs> <laughs> i need to actually get a copy of that book and see what it's all about but i mean if yeah they still print it? i don't know i'm sure somebody will have a copy somewhere but if you're doing something like know. that you know that i mean that could help i again i don't know what the book says 
Hmm. But when you mentioned um, the rape kids and everything, it reminded me of this thing. Um, Amma Kea Bebe says she once wrote uh, or went on a report, mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that, um, about the cost of getting justice after being raped and everything. And I do, rec- I found the uh, article where they, they said a medical, a police medical form is 300 CDs or 50 at the time. Why? Yeah. And I'm like, imagine like a hawker or someone being abused and then they are going to make a report. 300 CDs from where? Yes. 300 CDs. Somebody's not even making that in one month. Though. Yeah, exactly. Where are they going to get that money from? Exactly. Oh, that's so unfair. That's so unfair. So then that also means the data we have and the numbers we have on it's probably like underrepresented oh, yeah, massively. Cra, cra. Because I'm sure it doesn't even cover those who were yeah. raped, like, and then hmm. forced to marry their rapist or whatever. Yeah, because people do that a lot as well. They cover up by saying, okay, then since you've mm-hmm. raped her or you, I guess, impregnated her, they will call it, yeah. then you should marry her. And then we still have a lot of these child marriages and stuff happening, which again is terrible. Mm. It's also bad, man. I hope. Listen, the plight of women in Ghana is really bad. Um, This lady on Twitter, Judy Kael, recently started a thread as well about sexual abuse and assault on women in Africa. And she mm. also had the same numbers regarding teenage pregnancies and um, mentioned Akufado saying, this is really bad. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even care. Mm. That's the least of his problems. But he's supposed to be a women's right champion or whatever. Hm. I know. Anyway. I know. That man is such a fraud. Certified liar boy. <laughs> <laughs> no Certified liar boy. Oh my God. He has to change his name on Twitter to that. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. All right. So let's end today then. Um, Our black star for today's episode is Mami Ewusi Mensa yeah, from Justice, Point. right? Justice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kiss. Justice Mami Lucy Mesa from Porn, a Ghanaian American who has been nominated as a judge by the U.S. President to the U.S. District Court for the Central District mm-hmm. of California. So she was born to Ghanaian um, immigrants. Yeah, that's how she has Ghanaian heritage. And her past experiences are like very impressive all of that so i mean i don't really know in depth what goes on in the u.s judiciary system but i'm hoping whatever i say she kills it yeah so (laughs) i'm going to leave it at that (laughs) um do you have anything to add on to that case final words (laughs) oh no no i just thought she identifies as Ghanaian. congrats to her i guess Yeah, first black to hold such a high judicial position. So again, right. yeah, for her. <laughs> okay, guys, this has been the end of our episode. Um, check out the new Black Girl Glow album. Shout out to Efwa, our producer, who is doing lit lit amazing work on our audio for us. And um, thank you guys for listening. Tuning in again, once again. Do check out our previous episodes and the other podcast shows on listen to gcr.com. 
and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GCRTOR. And we'll be back again soon with another one. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.